Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you the Survivor 41 recap show. That's right. We are four weeks in, four episodes in, and already we've seen five people leave. We've seen Advantage Palooza already take place so far this season, and I'm sure maybe there might be more of that to come. We don't know. Uh, we had a unpredictable, well, in some cases you can call it unpredictable, some cases you can call it predictable, boot last night, depending on how you look at it. Uh, you guys may be wondering where Jim is. Uh, I got contacted by Jim earlier today, and uh, he is taking the night off, so uh, he is not scheduled to be here tonight. If he does call in, obviously, of course, uh, we will get to hear from him. But uh, I am manning the ship tonight. So uh, let me see. We currently have JB, we have Melissa, and we have Eddie on the line with us currently. If anybody is listening in whispers or on any of our platforms, uh, such as blogtalkradio.com slash slash Missy AE or on obviously you won't be listening to this until later on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music uh, you guys can call in if you want to discuss last night's episode you can call in at 657-383-1308 we will be live on the air for the next two hours before we go into the hour after show assuming I don't get disconnected. I've been having phone problems the past couple of days. Uh, But, yeah, you know, let's get right down to it. Uh, You know what? We'll we'll start with you, Melissa, because we were talking earlier today. You didn't get the chance to watch the show live last night. You watched it earlier today. And, yeah, it looks like we may have had maybe one of the dumbest survivor moves to ever take place on the show. Well, I wouldn't call it the dumbest survivor move. I mean, it was dumb, yes. <coughs> dumbest? I don't know. I've seen a lot of other ones that, that kind of top that. Um, yeah, J.D. was really dumb. Uh, for falling for Shan. I mean, Shan is downright evil. <laughs> for being a pastor, oh my goodness. Um, she really played him, didn't she? Yeah. Well, what, what really was the one him. thing? What was the one thing that Jim said about Shan last week? Don't trust Shan. Don't and that's exactly. Name. That's a. a, a Obviously, oh, J.D. did not follow that. Uh, he did not follow that, that advice. No, and the other thing, too, is the grin, the grin that she had on her face, just the pure enjoyment she was taking out of it. It was just like, damn, she's evil. Yeah. 
now Eddie, uh, Eddie, we obviously you know you're you're our edit expert. Last night, did it seem as more and more that the episode went on? I mean, obviously everything was pointing out genie, genie, genie. It was seemingly a genie-centric episode, and then didn't it seem like okay? They're putting too much focus on her. Maybe this might be misdirection. Oh, definitely. I think you're right. But I'd like to say something about uh, what y'all were talking about. Shan, that was so set up, the editing. I mean, every bit of it. It's telling us that she's going to do this again, and we're going to see more of it, and it's going to come back and bite her in the ass. That's what it looked like, uh, that it was setting us up for Uh the whole way they filmed J.D., it's just, you know, it's. I feel sorry for the kid. But at Tribal Council, they did go through uh, what we see is not what always is happening. Uh, you know, we don't get all the picture. They talked about that, you know. Uh, it's a lot more when you're sitting at home and you're talking about it, but actually being there, what's actually happening and, again, it's what we've all agreed. We're only being showed what they want to show us. Uh, mm-hmm. But I agree with you. You know, it was a lot on Jeannie. Um, I think that was um, – I, I think it was a setup for something with Cindy, quite honestly, that they were letting us know something was going to – something's coming about with Cindy. Uh, that's yeah. how it looked. it looked. Both of them looked like they were setups. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's funny you bring that up because Sydney, we were getting Sydney versus Erica on the Lubu side, and it kind of made you think, okay, is this going to be the primary focus of the episode? You know, are we, obviously we got Jeannie early on, but usually you don't get the primary focus of the episode until right around the middle. So it's like... Is Luvu finally going to lose their first immunity challenge this week? And maybe we're going to get, you know, Erica versus Sydney here. And then all of a sudden, uh, if you notice, Nasir or Nasir versus uh, versus Danny, that whole feud that supposedly was going to take place after the first episode. For the for most of this week's episode, it kind of took a back seat up until we got to the uh, to the challenge a little bit. Yeah, I agree. JD, and you know what, that what it, they pointed out obviously they lost because of JD. JD is the one that lost that the challenge. Yes, when he tried to do the when he tried to do the stupid uh, money shot. As, uh, as yeah, they he kept playing for the camera. It was really yeah. kind of very. I don't know. Just and he admits, you know, he's 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 stargazing at all the other players, and he's out there playing. He's in. He's playing what he saw, not what he what he is. And he, it was just into just. I felt kind of sorry for him, you know. Yeah, JP, what's what's your take? on the whole JD situation with with him giving the uh the advantage once again to Shan after he after she had just given it back to him 
and then seemingly making, obviously it's not the dumbest survivor move in survivor history, but it's pretty damn dumb when you get an, I you get, or you get an advantage back from somebody. Then they ask it for, they ask for it back with a whole bunch of red flags going off around them. Yeah, I'll hold it for you, I promise, and all this kind of stuff. You just can't, in Survivor, uh, especially this early on in the game, you just can't trust anybody. Yeah. There might be... There might be one or two people that you can, uh, you know, that you can trust, but Shan's not one of them. <laughs> well, by the you way, how you play that scene back? You know, guys, y'all should play it back because it's it's cut. We're not seeing what really happened. We're seeing pieces right. of what happened. It, it's we're cut seeing, right now. And two, they even they they highlight Shannon and they redid the camera angle, so. We're not we're we're seeing what they want us to see. We're not seeing the whole what happened. And exactly. I'd like to know more about that by talking to either Shan or JD about because it, it makes her look false and plastic the way they edited her. Uh, I, I'd like to see what really the whole scene, not what they're just showing us. Yeah, and it's funny. You, it's funny you bring yeah. up uh, what they did and didn't show. Because apparently in one of his exit interviews today, J.D. mentioned that he had tried to get Jeannie and Brad the week before to flip on Shan Shan and Ricard. But apparently uh, we saw obviously what took place. Brad Brad and Jeannie both apparently didn't want to flip the vote. Uh, they wanted to go after J.D., even though J.D., he says in his exit interview he was loyal to Brad, and he only worked with Ricard and Shan basically out of necessity because of the fact that, you know, he ended up, he ended up revealing uh, that he had, you know, that he had an extra vote because of not knowing what he was doing last week when he came back and it was basically sticking out of his, out of his uh, boxers, basically. Um, But yeah, it's it says here that he, he looked at it as back in redemption Island when it was Zapatera versus Boston Rob's Alliance. He said that Boston Rob was Shan and Brad and Jeannie were members of Rob's Alliance. There were like Natalie and Philip, and he's on Zapatera, and he's like, guys, we can take control of this game. We can flip it on them. I can work with you. I have an extra vote. They didn't show him talking to Brad and Jeannie about his extra vote. And the reason is, obviously, because it didn't fit the narrative, it seems, that they were trying to put in for that episode last week. Yeah. The, uh, one of the other things last night that I don't know if y'all noticed it, but it's, they're setting us up for Shen to, to turn on Ricard. 
And then that sets us up for that if she makes it to final three, she's going to get her ass ripped by the other people. They're going to come at her. Because uh, if she's screwing people already this early and she makes it deep in the game, as we feel we're, mm-hmm. she's, you know, we, we feel she's going to, and she makes it to tribal council, I think there's going to be some very pissed off survivors, and they're going to go into her. It'd be interesting to know more about that because they're setting us up that she's going to do this again. They're setting us up she's going to turn on Ricard. Uh, you know, it's just, but is that real? Who knows? It's, again, they're, they're editing very different this year. Yeah. Melissa, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you agree with Eddie? Do you think that this isn't the first time that this is going to take place involving Shan and maybe perhaps uh, she'll do it one too many times to where eventually it'll bite her in the ass in the end? Um, I think it will probably bite her in the ass. I think, you know, the other teams at this point don't see what she's doing. Um, but when she starts in the merge, when she goes to merge, she said she doesn't want to be the villain. She wants to be the assassin. So I'm thinking if she pulls this at merge or sometime right after merge, there is a good chance that actually, you know what? I think that she's probably going to, She's going to get by. Um, I don't think they're really going to have a lot of uh, a lot to say about her until if she's in the in the final tribal. That's when it's all going to make sense to everybody, and they're really going to come down hard on her. I right. don't see it happening uh, until until the end. <laughs> Because because it's it's as Jim has said about uh, it's what it's it's like what Jim has said previously about our whispers games for example I remember one thing that he told me when we were in the middle of a game it doesn't matter what you do in the pre uh, pre merge the game it's basically all about first getting to the merge then that's when the game really starts. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to try and build your boot list from from the end of the game to where, you know, where you end up winning and then build it downwards from there. Like who you want specifically sitting in the jury, who you want on the outside uh, on the pre-jury. But... You know, with in, in in regards to what Shan has done so far, I, I mean, I'll say this honestly, it's kind of smart. I think the only mistake that she has made so far is that she could have easily have done this to JD last week and kept his vote, and still had been able to take advantage of Brad's uh, of of Brad's advantage that he had had, plus. Uh, his steal a vote as well. If she wanted to try and gather up as much power as possible, but then again, though, Brad, you could argue, was kind of seen as a bit of a loose cannon. So, technically, 
and and you know, actually, not just Brad, but also JD was classified as a loose cannon as well. So you can kind of understand why Shan wouldn't really want to keep the two of them around. But, you know, it still, it still goes to show that maybe the one mistake that she has made so far is the fact that she could have potentially used Brad's advantages to her advantage. Mm-mm. Instead of yeah, I think just so getting that, rid of him. I think though that she probably thought that she could control JD better than she could Brad. So when it came down to who's got to go, it's got to be the one that she's not going to be able to control as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's doing. She's playing smart, and the people she's eliminating. Mm-hmm. I think she's right on it. I mean, J.D., it looked like he bought a ticket to the Wax Museum of Survivor, and he's going through, and he's in this dream state playing Survivor from all the shows he's watched. It's like going through a friggin' Wax Museum, you know, and he's clouded in his vision. So, yeah, we would want, if it was us, we would all get him out quickly. He's not a, he's not a good player to have around. He's a loose wire. And, two, the way he, in the challenges, he tries to act like he's a, some pro whatever, his movements and all, you know, it's, I, it, I like the guy. I just feel sad that he went in in the illusion of playing Survivor through 40 other seasons instead of playing season 41. Right. That's right. I mean, that, that, that kind of, that's kind of reinforced, actually, Eddie, by the fact that he kept, they kept keeping in his edit about how he always mentioned that he was a Survivor super fan. First off, a Survivor super fan wouldn't have done what he did last night and give up his advantage immediately after getting it back. Uh, but that's – first off, they wouldn't have get, gotten rid of it to begin with. Uh, but that's, you know, that's easy to say, you know, sitting sitting here watching the show instead of actually being out there and playing it ourselves. But – you know, I I agree that I think probably Shan would have been able to control JD a lot better than she would have been able to with Brad. Uh, but the th- you know, she she is making smart moves. She definitely is, and the and fact she had that to get rid of, I mean, JD kept messing up in every challenge. He messes up. Jeannie didn't. So yeah. she, she, that was a smart move. It was smart to take him out because you can't trust him in a challenge. Yeah, the only thing that I would, the only thing that I would that I would say in regards to JD, yeah, he has the athleticism, uh, but you know the fact that he was being such a show off, playing for the considering the fact. Considering considering the fact uh, of what of what Jim mentioned last week that he was told that the merge starts at five after five have been voted out, if they were to have kept JD and gotten rid of Jeannie, it's entirely possible that JD would just keep costing himself challenge wins 
once the once the merge hits to where he would almost practically become a non-threat challenge wise but strategically yeah it made sense why Shan got rid of him because he would become a liability if you know if 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 she would continue going back to that well one too many times you know where it, it, it's already she already had to make up this this huge story that uh you know that uh she was she was being targeted or something i forget i forget exactly what it was yeah he said uh, that that she was being targeted and, again, it was so and fragmented yeah we didn't see but the whole I thing i just pulled that one piece out I think the big thing, though, is that, and this may come back later, uh, considering the fact that we were actually shown that Shan was telling Ricard what he, what she was going to do. So I have a I, I have a feeling that if, say, for example, uh, Shan is in the final three and Ricard is in the jury. This may there there had to be a reason why they would show that from her because it may get brought up later on. Maybe in the final three, maybe Ricard will mention it to somebody else uh, in the game. You know, to try and make a move to get rid of Shan. Yeah, but uh, the what did y'all? What did you think, Steve, of um, they finally started showing Heather, and they they edited her a beautiful edit, and how everyone likes her. Now, what happens with that, and if Tiffany and Heather get together and Shan get together? You know, uh, Heather, Heather, they they really showed, I would almost... Equal. Heather it was a winner's edit. To that, that was a winner's edit. When you see something like that, you go, "Watch this girl." Well, I, I was, I, I I was going to so say it's, so, it's sort of equivalent. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Melissa. No, I was just saying I felt so bad for her. I just felt really bad for her. Well, I thought it was kind of equivalent to what we were shown of Tiffany to be uh to start out the season. Yeah. You know, where yeah. where Tiffany Tiffany had her struggles, but then, you know, now we saw what, uh how good Tiffany was last night at the challenge, at the two challenges to where yeah. you know, she's starting to build she's starting to build up some momentum now and everything. And obviously Every winner is gonna is gonna have their vulnerable point. So if Heather if if Heather is our winner, obviously last night's episode was her vulnerable point, where the fact that she couldn't even get them through the first, even though it was a reward challenge, she couldn't get them through the first, uh, you know, the first obstacle of the of the challenge. And with how she broke down and everything, it gives the audience somebody to root for 
And also, it really showed just exactly how everybody had her back. I mean, the fact that Danny even said that, you know, something like uh, only if you don't put in 100% effort can you feel ashamed of yourself. And uh-huh. or, or something like, something like that. I f- I forget the exact saying yeah. that he yeah. that he used. They all they yeah. shot all of them, and even the other teams. You know, there was it, they really showed a lot of them talking to them. Again, we're not even seeing what all what happened that time. Uh, the, we saw a fragment in the edit of what went on, but it did highlight Heather. It did show. All of a sudden, they pointed out certain people that made comments from the other tribes. Now, those people obviously are going to all get together. You know, it's they, it's showing that, and when merge comes, it's starting to show us who might, you know, and they might be throwing these seeds. They're throwing a lot this season, but they are showing us that they're, we're seeing potential alliances down the line. That's true. And... Uh, hang on. Let me add in. Let me add in Reggie to the call. Uh, Reggie, welcome to the show. Uh, we are discussing. Thank you, Rich. We're discussing everything that uh, everything that went down last night. Uh, we have JB. We have JB. We have Melissa, and we have Eddie currently on the line. Uh, I don't know how much you have listened to uh, potentially of this on on Blog Talk Radio before you called in. Um, None. We were just discussing. We were just discussing how perhaps Heather may potentially have uh, how last night may have potentially been the start of a winner's edit for her, with how with how big of a you know just just basically how much emphasis they put on on her struggling and they made it into such into such a big scene and how you know how her teammates were fully behind her and and even other players in the game who were going against her you you know i had it on i had it on and i was doing documentation and i listened a bit and i ignored it but that scene when they they started, you know, Heather, it's okay, Heather, I did stop my documentation and I looked, and it looked to me like another phony good-for-TV-made moment. I think it started so that, that one person, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, Jeff was saying, everybody gets around Heather, you know, they're clapping, and then everybody got involved. I just... I don't know. It, it just didn't seem, you know, I know she struggled. I'm sure I got to rewatch the show, but um, the way they carried it on, I thought it was a little overkill. But I hope she wins. She's nice. Have an older woman win. Oh, no, she definitely did struggle. They, uh, Luvu didn't even get past the first obstacle of the reward oh, wow. challenge because, because Heather – because Heather couldn't uh, couldn't get to the other side and catch and catch her ball. She was having a balance. Uh, you could see she was it. having balance problems. Her, her, yeah. her vertigo. You could see when she was trying to move, she was having vertigo issues. Oh, oh no, not, that's so dangerous. It wasn't yeah, vertigo is nothing to mess with. Grabbing. 
she had vertigo issues. It wasn't just vertigo issues either, though. She was getting off to bad starts when because mm-hmm. normally, you know, once once you make that throw. I mean, we see it on Big Brother all the time. Whenever, whenever they have those competitions where it involves going over to the other side, usually once a Big Brother, once the Big Brother contestant throws throws the object, whatever it is, a ball or whatnot, they immediately jolt over to the other side. And it seemed like she was she was slower than than everybody. I mean. Granted, you know, maybe that had partially to do because of her because of uh, her vertigo issues. Uh, but you know, if if she's never if she was never going to have that burst of speed to get through it, then Luvu pretty much would have been stuck there regardless. You know, whether if she was yeah, she got whether slower, if everybody right. else she got slower. Whether if everybody else went through and she was the last person there, or if she was the first person that was doing it, you know, it you have to get you you have to get off to a good start right out of the gate, right after you make that throw, because otherwise you're never going to get to the to the end of the uh, of the obstacle in time in order to grab that ball or in order to catch that ball, I should say. Yeah. I just glanced up once or twice and that was a hard, hard task. I just, like I said, I just glanced once or twice, but that to me was a very hard task to roll a ball and jump through those little things. I couldn't do it. Honestly, I probably couldn't either. Because uh, I because I wouldn't have the speed to be able to get down to the other end uh, quick enough. But uh, JD, yeah. you were gonna you were gonna say something? Yeah, I'm sitting here falling asleep, and my telephone is practically falling out of my hand. So I'm going to uh, call it a day. Oh, before you call it, oh, okay. I have to know what you think of Russell or uh, Russell. What he's having to say about Jeff? What he's ha- what he's having to say about what? Well, you know, Russell's trying to get the spotlight right now by talking talking down Jeff in season forty one. So, what Russell, is, yeah. did you listen to any of that? Uh, just a little bit on uh, YouTube. But I haven't really, uh, I haven't really uh, watched him. And also, um, uh, real quick, uh, oh, what's his name? God, oh shit! I need, I need Prevagen. What probes? No. Uh, who was the winner of Survivor Borneo? Uh, Richard, Richard Hatch. Hatch. Richard, Richard Hatch has a uh, uh, a thing on uh, YouTube, too, where he's talking about uh, Survivor 41. And I haven't really watched 
uh, I haven't really watched uh, him. Oh, you know, you know the whole thing. The whole thing with Russell Hance. It's. I mean, it, obviously, his whole thing is the whole "come on in, guys" uh, controversy that has uh, sparked a heated debate amongst uh, several Survivor fans so far this season. And Russell is one of those other people who is who is going after Jeff Probst, basically calling him a member of the woke. You know, uh, those who are part of cancel culture and everything. Uh, and basically he's pretty much saying that what's next? Will the tribe has spoken be canceled next? Uh, his exact quote was the, what has spoken? You better fix some things. Jeff. <laughs> who do you think you, who do you think you are? A tribe of native Americans? Is that who you think you are? When are you going to cancel that one? Yeah. Or something like you're out of here or something like that. <laughs> and basically he said that they opened up, uh, he said they opened up a can of worms. They're going downhill, down a hill rolling fast and now aren't going to be able to top until it's over. And he believes that Jeff is ruining Jeff uh, is ruining the show by bringing politics or political issues into the show. Uh, as we don't want to see political talk in the shows that we watch in our free time, is pretty much what he said. Yeah. But all in all, I'm Which, getting off. I'm getting. Off, I'm getting off of here. Okay, right, JB, well, uh, night. Well, Have a good for, night. Thank, thank you for joining okay. us tonight. Make sure you get make sure you get some rest. That's what I'm gonna do right now. All right. Have a good night. Okay. Good night, good night, good night everybody. Jamie. Good night. All right. Uh so yeah, you know, the whole the whole Russell Hans thing, I mean it's Honestly, I hate I hate to agree with him, but I you know I kind of agree with him. If if the if you know if the whole climate, and we kind of talked about this last week, and honestly the week before, and you know the week before, uh, if this if this current climate that we were that we were that we're in right now, you know, with the whole uh, LGBTQ. Thing, the uh, and by the way, I'm not saying I have anything against LGBTQ. I do not whatsoever. Uh, I'm just speaking based off of you know what we're currently seeing going around, uh, not just the United States, but actually the entire world right now uh, when it comes to political correctness and the fact that uh, you know. Come on in, guys. Was such a survivor staple, along with the tribe has spoken. Uh, you know, we kind of see we kind of see it in sports now, where you know they're starting to take they're starting to uh, to get rid of names that might be offensive, like the Cleveland Indians apparently are offensive to Native Americans. Uh, and the Washington, well, actually, I can see the Washington Redskins being offensive to Native Americans. Uh, but, 
you know, we're starting to see all these changes be made in order for entities and people to be politically correct, that he does actually raise kind of an interesting point that maybe the tribe has spoken could potentially be next. And maybe, maybe we won't be calling them tribes anymore. Maybe we'll be calling them teams because of, you know, who knows, maybe some Native Americans may get offended by the show Survivor for using the word tribe and the phrase the tribe has spoken. Or that if a gay guy gets voted off, it's going to be, oh, my God, they're going to go against the show. You know? <laughs> get real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you probably saw that. You probably saw that on Twitter earlier today, right? I don't follow Twitter. It's just what I the was whole, concluding, uh, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, there, there was this whole other thing with Ricard uh, that basically, you know, he's been getting a lot of a lot of hate uh, involving, and and some of it has been homophobic hate, apparently. Uh, honestly, if he should be getting any hate, it should be for the fact that you know he's a villain. And the way they're portraying him on the show is as a villain, and also just for the way that he that he speaks on Twitter. Yeah. You know, just the way that he tries to justify the way that he tries to justify his uh, his views on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you, Steve. Though. But getting this politics into into all these things is the way people that make a lot of money, the money people that run the world, the way they do it is creating separatism. The more separatism they can create, the more they can create war, the more they can create so many sides that they can make money off of all of them. And and it's it's time to stop. The, the yeah. people in the world need to start – I, I think that's what you were kind of pointing at, Steve, and I totally agree with you. You know, when it, now it's gotten down to our favorite game shows, and even the networks are manipulating what we're seeing. So it's coming off as political and coming off as as uh, uh, against blacks, against gays, against Chinese, against people who have purple eyelashes. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's just overdone. And... It's a shame that it's reflecting in Survivor right now. And that's where the first night I said, I hope Survivor doesn't do what Big Brother did. You know, because I will never yeah. watch Big Brother again now. I will never watch yeah, the show it, again. It, that too much manipulation. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that you bring up Big Brother, actually, because, Melissa, that's pretty much what we, what we essentially talked about all season long. Uh, right was the fact that uh, you know that CBS had supposedly been using this to their advantage. Like for example, I mean, granted the cook. I, I hate to go into big, big Brother talk for a second here, but granted the cookout was the dominant alliance of the season. But literally, uh, Eddie, I don't know if you uh, you. I don't know when you stopped uh, when you stopped watching. Big Brother this season, if you even saw the whole season, uh, but literally one when in, I it saw. was, I mean the when, edit. Oh, okay. I wanted to puke from the edit. Well, I watched it for one okay, month so, and then I went that's it. 
Okay, so uh, you didn't you didn't see this then, but uh, literally when I think it was Derek X and Claire who were in who were in trouble and potentially uh, going home. Uh, instead of making the advertisement about can either one of them you know make their way uh, or uh, win the power of veto and keep themselves safe, they instead decide to use the entire advertisement it, it was like one of those one of those 30 second advertisements that you would see uh while in commercial for uh like some other cbs show like for example if they were to air a big brother advertisement uh in the middle of survivor you know uh and instead of focusing on whether or not the pov whether or not the nominees could win the pov they instead focused on the cookout so, you know, it's it, it, this shouldn't be really much of a surprise that CBS, uh, you know, deci- has decided to go the political route and, with their reality shows now because they feel that that's how they can get this whole they can get the new message across that hey, we're, uh, you know, uh, we made a mistake with the Me Too movement and uh, Les Moonves and everything, but we're taking active steps to ensure that CBS is no longer seen as a racist network and is, uh, you know, uh, we, we value all, uh, you know, all walks of life, yada, yada, yada. You know, and we're we're kind of seeing it here with Survivor. Which is really, you know, where, what you're saying there, Steve. It, think about it, Judy Chain. Why did her husband get fired? And then her to go into of, all this indignation and using the the husband's name. He got look at what he did, you know. And she's he was standing between, up for her husband he, and her her name. That's I mean, you don't condone yeah, people's he, actions like that. Yeah, and the thing the thing the thing is though is that he was the creator of the Me Too movement, and yet he completely contradicted himself by being one of the perpetrators of you know one of the uh, uh, what's the phrase what's the word I'm looking for uh, one of the violators of yeah, the movement, and she's just as bad. She's up there playing this routine of misrighteous and leading people. I mean, I got I wanted to puke watching her the first, the month I watched it. I thought what they did with her and how she played out. I mean, what a sick bitch. But anyways, back you know back, back over to Survivor. We're kind of <laughs> you know I because because. A big brother talk is either going to be for the after show or I mean this was kind of a comparison thing here because kind of comparing oh, what we and saw it is, it is happening though I just hope further yes. into Survivor we don't get more of it well you know what I the, hope they realize to stop editing that way the problem is I almost think we won't see the last of it because of the fact that they decided to even show it to begin with, I mean, we have. I understand that Survivor. You know, we've had some horrible stuff happen 
in recent seasons, like, for example, Jeff Barner uh, outing Zeke as being transgender, um, the whole Dan Spilo situation. You know, I understand a survivor wants to show people, hey, look, we're not going to, you know, we are, we are going to change. We are going to adapt and try to show people that, you know, we're not, you know, the, the actions of former contestants do not reflect the, the show as a whole. I agree with you, but we also have to see that it's all about the money. They made a lot of money off all that. They got a lot more viewers with what they did. They are playing off emotions and people's emotions, and they're making money off of it. Yeah. Um, I have just added Teresa to the call. Uh, Hi, Teresa. Welcome, uh, Hi. Welcome to the I think show. That's uh, no, that is Reggie. Actually, Kansas oh, is hi, Reggie. Not hey, on Reggie. currently. Hi. Uh, hey, you may be wondering. You may be wondering why Jim isn't on the line. Uh, I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, uh, Jim decided to take the night off tonight. Uh, he let me know earlier uh, in the day today. Now, obviously, like I said, if he uh, decides to call in, you know, we'll get him added on. And, uh, you know, it'll go on as if he as if he was hosting the show. Uh, but I am I'm hosting the show tonight. Uh, Teresa, I assume you got to see what uh, what happened last night. Uh, what are your thoughts on J.D.? Pulling or, or decide with him being such a super fan of the show, doing what many super fans would not ever do. First off, giving his advantage away once, getting it back, and then immediately giving it away that very same episode, and then getting voted out. Dumbass. Yep. Well, that sums it up. Pretty dumb. And and we were also, you know, we were also talking about uh, the Heather scene. And I was going to ask JB this before he ended up uh, leaving us for the night. Uh, but, Teresa, what did you think about the scene that we got with Heather breaking down after the fact that, you know, she couldn't even get Luvu past the first part of the reward challenge. Do you think that maybe perhaps that might be a potential start to a winner's edit for her? Or was it, uh, as Reggie put it, you know, basically just a feel-good moment uh, for the episode and maybe not that much should be looked into it? It's kind of hard to see to say, but I'd say she'll at least be in the final three. Wow, I hope so. She's nice. I, I mean, I've always liked her. But 
one of the things that was one of those OMG moments of the episode was that I can't remember, you know, I can't remember the tribe names, but the the tribe that went to tribal council. Ua. Okay, Ua. It's pathetic sad that they can't even win when a tribe is trying to throw a challenge. Yes, it's, uh, well, you know, I wouldn't really say that because, I wouldn't call it pathetic because of the fact that the only reason why they really lost was because JD decided to try and play cute and try and uh, uh, do the whole money shot instead of uh, basically trying to, trying to uh, you know, perform for the camera instead of, you know, just getting down to brass tacks and shooting the damn ball and getting and, uh you know, getting it, uh, or not shooting the damn ball, uh, throwing the damn ring and getting it hooked. Yeah, that too. But it's just like, oh my gosh, it's like they park, they practically had had that win gift wrapped to them, and they still lost. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. Well, right as right as. Right as we hear her laugh, uh, we have added Kansas Oh, my goodness. It's so tonight. embarrassing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there's Kansas. Hey, guys. Oh, oh, oh excuse hey, me. Hello. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hi. I'm telling you, I always say guys. I can't help it. Hey, How y'all. How you guys doing? Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> How are you lovely ladies and gentlemen doing? How's that? Good. I'm fine. Thank you, and you? I'm doing okay. Candace, keep saying guys, because there's nobody on here that's going to get butt hurt over uh, (laughs) the phrase guys. Honestly, I never would even have thought about that until this whole mess came out. I wouldn't even have think that was a bad word. And I've I heard so many my, worse words in my life. I mean, seriously. I mean, without even thinking about it, I said that to my students uh, the other day uh, when I went in the class. I'm like, hi, guys. And they weren't insulted? No. <laughs> yeah, I even, I even say it to the kids. I even say it to the kids that I... Uh, I even say it to the kids that I have to deal with all the time. You know, both I mean, we, boys and just, girls. It's just and a word that's been said for years. And guys exactly. doesn't refer to men or women. It guys just means everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. But what's know, the topic of about, conversation but, that I that I missed out on? What were y'all talking about? Well, we were talking about... Well, I have about, to, one thing uh, to say. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, you guys were all talking about, you know, saying guys and guys and guys. If you remember, for the longest time, up until a certain, I don't even know what era it was, everybody would say, oh, they're just gay and happy and da da da. Gay was not a word used to describe a homophobe or a homo. Um, homosexual. Homosexual. <laughs> it's a term right. that was given to them 
so then all of a sudden you can't say gay and have it mean being happy and joyful. If you now say gay, it always has to be put to homosexual. So they completely changed the meaning of the word. Oh, and also that too, Melissa, uh, the the word molest. uh, I read in high school, I read this play that was, we had to read this play called Bus Stop, which was set in the 50s, and molest meant to annoy. And wow, but it's like turn. now, huh? I said, well, yeah. that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, actually, and and it's so funny when you think about it. Really, when we went to Florida one year, the Spanish, the Spanish word for "do not disturb" is. No molesté. We saw that on a Do Not Disturb sign, and we were just like, oh, if they only knew what that that meant in America. All right, well, we have uh, have Austin. uh... Austin, how do you say your last name again? Uh, (laughs) Here we go again. It's uh, Fuse. I want to try and refrain from saying Buis because I used to always say that every single podcast um, uh, I, I was, before. It's funny. I was like, I was like thinking that about this whole thing the other day, um, how, how to properly explain how to pronounce my last name. And I, I, I figured it out. It's kind of like a combination of beauty and the beast. So the ST of the beast and then the first part of beauty, so bu, so just uh, put it all together and it's beaut. 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 That's a that's a perfect uh, a perfect analogy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you know you know uh, since you and Kansas just ju- just joined in, uh, mm-hmm. we have been talking about. Obviously, last night's – well, we we were talking about last night's episode, but we were talking about also the, you know, the cancel culture that's been going on this season. Uh, there's three things, actually, we're talking about. Uh, we also brought up uh, Heather's scene that took place last night and whether or not it may potentially resemble the start of a potential winner's edit. So I want to get, I wanna mm-hmm. get your guys' thoughts on that first. Uh, we'll start with Kansas since uh, since Kansas. Oh, I would say Eddie first because Eddie's the one that sees these things. I love his viewpoints. I would say Eddie because Eddie can read into all of this stuff. Well, well Eddie, Eddie I brought, brought up, that up. Actually. Yeah, I brought huh? it up that uh, I brought that up about Heather uh, when we first got on the line. That yeah. was what I said. You know, they're giving her. Uh, it was very much every. And then Steve elaborated on it about uh, they always show the, the that how frail the frail side of somebody that's going to win, uh, and I mean he really went into detail on it. You definitely got to play back what he said; it was right on it. But no, I just saw in the edit that they were pointing her out, and I did point mm-hmm. out that uh, 
scans at it, uh, they are pointing out that it looks like she's going to do this. She's probably going to turn against Ricard, and she's going to do this with others. And then I also pointed out that when Heather seen how the different people they pointed out on camera, you wonder are these going to be alliances on the crossover when they merge. I was wondering about that because they were they were really specific about they were pointing out on certain that, people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they focus it on certain people. Now again, this this I mean, hats off to the edit this season. They throw me every which way. But uh, <laughs> this, but those little points, you know, that I kept seeing and I brought up to Steve and he went in to definitely listen to the first part of this podcast because Steve really said some right on stuff. He has such a good memory. I don't have his memory. Uh, but uh, I'm an old man. He's younger. But uh, <laughs> but the, uh, you definitely play back and listen to what Steve said because he was right on it. Uh, I see pieces, and then Steve, Steven can take it and just point out where they are. Uh, but yeah. I just see little pieces in the edit, and Steven just put it right out there. Uh, but anyway. Definitely look at those things. Look back. Heather is being pointed out. I agree yes. very yes. much so. They're, they're showing us. And they're saying that, uh, I mean, they're showing, they're looking like Xander's going to go all the way through the way he's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's probably going to do something dramatic. And, you know, they're setting us up for a final four, uh, almost the way they're editing of Xander, well, final five, Xander, Danny, Heather, Shan, and Tiffany. See, I and like that. We, it That's looked, good. It, women are going to take over the show. They're going to. Wow. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening with women. So That's even cool. the first, the first episode, I said, I asked him that. I said it looked like they're pointing out women, and he said he, he confirmed it. Uh, oh, right uh, now, Steve, uh, they're down to five guys and. Uh, Eight women, so. Mm-hmm. But I love who you're pinpointing who could be going to the end. I think that would be so exciting. I really like these players. So that would be well, cool. Well, we're just kind of sketchy because we're seeing those five, but we're also seeing Deshaun. So we, mm-hmm. we might be being shown the final six. <clears throat> Well, Tiffany, Tiffany's the one with the big mouth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the yes, only one that. He's the only one that I'm a little iffy with. Uh, still. Editing her as the trickster, the you know the. I don't the, know what to expect with her. She's just like a loose. Cannon. I'd love to see more of what actually happened. I'd like when this is over to have her on, just to see what yeah, really went on behind yeah. the scenes. Uh huh. Because she's obviously going to make it far. Uh, and she's yeah. definitely playing an unbelievable social game, as is Heather, as oh, is Xander, yeah. as is Sean. And Jan. Uh, but, yeah, I think that But it, she's going to – it's got to – I would see villain. if she made it she's to final three. <laughs> uh, if, if she makes it to final three, I could see the jury turning on her. Uh, yeah. You know, she, for all that she did. She, you know what I wanted to ask you guys? Do they know if she's a, a, a reverend? Or a minister? Do they know that? Yeah, they. I don't think. Yeah, she brought it up. Has she ever told anybody? I'm just curious. I don't think any other player has brought it up. 
So I wondered if she ever brought up to any of them, you know, oh, you know, I'm a minister and I do that. I I just wonder if she ever did that because I didn't see it. Well, you know, they have a lot of time they're together, and I'm sure they find out a lot of personal stuff. But I would say she did just because she says she wants to be an assassin. And what better assassin but everyone to look at her as a preacher (laughs) come in and cut him out? See, that would kill her because if, if, you know, if they find out that she's a snake in the grass and then they find out also on top of that that she's a minister, that'll kill her right there. Or she might get she might get. If she was smart, she wouldn't have told them that she was. Does anybody disagree with me on that one? I, I would have kept it mum's the word if she was going to play yeah, this kind I, of game. I, I think if if she did make finals, like, and she played as cutthroat as a game she's playing now to some of the people in the jury, they could easily like they could be like, oh, you 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 know you're you're supposed to be like this strong Christian and like you're you're yeah. just uh, going against your words so much. I would, I feel like like it could tr- build trust early on, but it could also backfire when it comes down to the end. I right. could see at the end people just turning on her big time and saying, boy, what mm-hmm. a hypocrite you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, That's why I think she'd be smart to not let people know that she Oh, and yeah. imagine now if Ricard makes jury and he plays his gay card. I mean, oh, <laughs> my God. But uh, Austin, you, you turned, turned on, you on me. On blah, blah, many... blah. I could just see him doing it. Austin, you've been on how many of our juries? On uh, in in whispers games. How how, how many mm-hmm. times have you been the mayor? Twice, I think. Yeah, tw- twice. Yeah. You've been the mayor twice. You've been uh, you've been further in the jury multiple times. So mm-hmm. you've had plenty of opportunities to cast your vote for a winner. If you were say you are out there playing this game and you're seeing the yeah. type of game that Shan is playing. Mm-hmm. Would you be even even if she did you wrong? Would you be yep. more enticed or or more inclined to vote against her, or would you be more inclined to give her a vote because of the fact that because of the way that she's playing the game? Um. Yeah. I mean, my my personal philosophy every time I've been on sharing a whispers game is if is if uh like. If I could see you playing the game hard, it doesn't matter if you lied. Because, like, I've had several times somebody lied to me and betrayed me, and I still want to vote for them. Um, I know a lot of people don't I've think that way, but... I've um, um, So, like, uh, some people do take it more personally. Me, I don't. It's like, if, if I get voted out, um, it's just there's a fault in my game and um so it like i but again you do see time time again like somebody plays a super aggressive game a cutthroat game and uh no matter how how many moves they do sometimes it it burns people it hurts people too much to the point where like they don't want to vote for you so um it, it just comes down to what what type of person and how emotionally they want to vote or if they can separate uh their feeling from their final vote. Well, that just Austin just kind of uh, piggybacking off that. I mean, that's what happened with uh, Austin Rob in the All Stars was that oh, yeah. 
three out of the four votes that were for Amber, they weren't necessarily they weren't for Amber because they specifically said, "I'm not voting for Amber. I'm voting against Rob." Mm-hmm. Now, as Eddie mentioned uh, earlier in the show, you know, Shan is playing a smart game right now, but. Obviously, you know, there's a possibility that these moves, if she conti- if she continues to make these moves because she wants to be an assassin, you know, if she ma- if she continues to make these moves, eventually one of these moves may come back to bite her in the ass, whether it's being voted out or whether it's in front of a jury. You know, the the thing. What do you got? What do you guys think? Uh, Obviously, we've discussed this previously uh, tonight, but uh, Austin and Kansas, do you guys think that you know eventually she's going to she's going to be so obsessed with making these moves that eventually she's going to make a mistake, and it's ultimately going to either cost her in the end or cost her, you know, by her joining the jury as opposed to not making the final three. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think she's had, she's had a couple of big weeks in a row. She just, uh, she just got rid of Brad who was, who was willing to give her all that information. She got rid of JD and he didn't really see it coming. I, I do think that, Going into the merge, if she continues to play like that, um, there's only, unless she finds, because, like, obviously at this point, there's only three people in UA, so she's going to have to, she's going to have to pick up some allies in the other tribes at some point, and if, if she does get that solid majority, she really has to kind of, I guess, vote people out, but, like, as, Jim's always saying in Whispers Games is how it's how you send them to jury. You have to make um, you have to make them respect the way you sent them out. And if if she's just uh, if she's making people feel comfortable with you, because I'm I'm noticing that she's really good. Like almost everybody on the tribe feels comfortable with her. That's why it's um, she's saying that she's an assassin. She's not. It's not. Um, it's it's subtle the way she's taking people out, but um, if if she develops these strong bonds and then she she shows how easy it is to cut them again, it it could end up in, end up hurting her. Uh, with there might be a, gr- a group that says, okay, if they, she might take out the wrong person and be like, oh, okay, I was close to this person, shit. If I I might be next, don't they want want to take a shot at Chan before she gets to the end? Or again, if she gets to the end, then all these people who she hurt if she doesn't manage it uh, properly, it could end up like costing her a lot of votes. So, what are your th- what are your thoughts, Kansas, on this? Do you think that I eventually- I, I agree with so much of Austin it, what what Austin was saying. <laughs> Excuse me. I do agree with so much of what he's saying, but just to, you know, go again with, you know, my feelings of before. You know, 
and, and it would take, you know, people putting their heads together and seeing. She's very good at this. She's very good at maneuvering. She's very good at sweet talking and getting her way. But the more people that realize, because she does tell others what she's done, sort of, right? You know, she's let them know, yeah. oh, I have his, uh, you know, his immunity or whatever, in my, or his advantage in my back pocket. I got this from so-and-so. It just, it's going to take enough people to realize exactly what she's doing or somebody to spill the beans on her on what's going on. I was kind of expecting J.D. to say something on his way out, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. He kept his mouth shut. She was kind of lucky because someone pissed off at the end could really lay into her. So she... Well, I think that's... But but then again, I I have to say it's the minister thing. If the minister thing came out and they're realizing that she's been playing this kind of game on top of that, there's not going to be trust there. And I feel that they'd want to get rid of her. I think I think the whole thing with JD not saying anything, I think that kind of is a bit of the survivor super fan in him because if he was in her position and he just made the move that that she made, he wouldn't want somebody that he got rid of to, you know, blurt everything out. But not everybody's so going to feel that way, though. Well, no, obviously not. But I mean, you know, it could just I take think... one person to blow up her game. Yeah. Which which does happen, you know. When sometimes when people think they can just keep doing what they're doing, and she can be as devious as possible, and then the more people she screws over, the stronger she's in this belief, and I can do this to anybody, and it's just going to take one person. To blow up her damn game. So I really don't see her going to final three. If she keeps I, playing the game she's playing, I, I don't see it. Is, uh, I mean, you know, it's going to be an endurance challenge. The last that that one that that would make it into the final three. And if it's endurance, it's going to be a woman. And if we're down to three women, Heather, Tiffany, and Chan. Shan has the the body the the, yes. the 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 youth to win it. So we have to look at that because if it's endurance, men don't do that well in endurance most of the time. And if we're looking at Xander, Deshaun, and Danny in that place in those places, their their bodies are going to give out on them in endurance. Uh, mm, I don't know. So, I, I think Xander might do really well with endurance. And possibly Danny, too. I see them it, as really strong on, players. It, it depends on what type player. of endurance guess, it is. We know that a woman's going to make it in. And the Shan's the only one physically that can do it. It depends on what type of winning in, immunity. We've Patty, been I think it depends, so, I mean, I think there's it been cases of shockers of. out there. You never know. We could be surprised I mean, with something, too. Who, uh, I, I think who the, was the thing is, though, it depends on what type of it depends on what type of endurance it is, as yeah. to whether or not mm-hmm. it'll be, as to whether or not it will favor a guy or a girl. Like for example, right. if they do the uh, if they do the pole uh, challenge that they've done plenty <laughs> of times, where either they're either they're holding onto a pole with uh, you know up in the air 
or if they're I believe a couple of seasons didn't they have to dangle two poles while using just their uh while using just the uh top of their hands I think or am I think or am I thinking of yeah. uh, of Big Brother No no I think you're right Yeah uh, I think that is and there are different types of endurance. I totally agree with you. Uh, but look at the first endurance in the first survivor. A woman won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if you look back at them, that's, that's the only reason I'm pointing that out. I keep going that we know that there's going to be a fire challenge. We know that Xander's going to be in that fire challenge. So he's not going to win that last one. So no. if he's mm-hmm. in the fire challenge from what we've been pointed out to, uh, it's got to be a woman that's going to win that last endurance challenge. Absolutely. Well, what like to me, I might be wrong. But if it's, if it's Danny and Xander in a fire challenge and Xander wins it, so we know one of the three right there. So the other two would have to be women. How would they make it? Obviously, Shan, if it's Shan, she makes a deal with one of the other women, Heather or Tiffany, uh, of some sort, and she's playing them all against each other. I think we're going to see a lot more strategy in her game. She's amazing at her strategy. I'm really enjoying watching it. But I do agree, Candace, that it's gonna, it could come back and bite her in the ass in a final travel, tribal council that could cause her to lose being the final survivor but because of her, what she did. Especially if Xander departs and he's ang- I mean, if uh, Ricard departs and he's angry at her because Sean has a Sean has the is the reason he gets goes out. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be some fun TV. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, well, you, you know, were going to say really something. It's really weird. It's really weird because Ricard, he's not even really doing that much. He's not, they're not showing him doing hardly anything. Yeah. All he's doing is being the pretty boy and sitting there with his big dark eyes and smiling all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's getting Honestly, a really, his edit is kind of like meh. It's weird. It, it almost looks like he's just, he's getting the edit of just a juror. Like, you know, he's not... He's not getting the edit of anybody who is really going to have the chance to show their strategic side. You know, maybe he's well, they getting the edit the of strategic more of a... side on the right side. If you notice, all the cameras, all the camera work shows his right side of his face with that shoulder out, like he's some sort of Greek statue or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he said Boy, that's nicer than what I would have said. I don't well, like him at all. Well, who was it uh, last night that made this uh, self-absorbed comment that basically said that everybody hates her because they're not her? Oh, that was Sydney. Uh, they hate me because they ain't me. <laughs> they hate me because they ain't me. Yeah, you know Erica. what? That's- that's another yeah. thing we got to. That's another thing we got to discuss is the Erica versus Sydney. I guess you could call it red herring, maybe, 
or maybe that gets revisited at the merge or something like that. But mm-hmm. did it kind of seem to everybody like last night marked the beginning of the downfall of the Luvu tribe? Just by yeah. the just by the sheer fact that they lost that one reward challenge, and then they uh, they had the stuff that happened at camp. I mean, mm-hmm. we were set up very heavy with Sydney that something next week's going to happen concerning her. We they set it up coming and going with the edit, the way they they highlighted her in the dark spaces, how the lights on her. I mean, she was really highlighted. Uh, it's just interesting. You know, the way they, they filmed her this week. Uh, and all of a sudden, she's out there talking, whereas before we haven't seen much from her. So we mm-hmm. know that something's coming up next week concerning Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, at least if not next week, then maybe the week after. Because you know how it usually goes. Usually if... They play it out. If you're right, all of a sudden... <laughs> If you're usually if you're if you're all of a sudden getting content if you're getting content after being almost practically invisible for for the start of the season I mean she's been I think this is what the second or third straight week that she's actually gotten content yep. usually if you're if you're getting a good focus for a couple of episodes. It's either it either means one thing, either you're or it means two things. Either you're going to be a big player towards the end, or your boot is coming up. I like. Did and, you make a comment about how beautiful she was last night? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a triple threat, wasn't she? Like she's a yeah, like strategic force, threat and challenges. <laughs> I'm so beautiful. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, I look out of Barbara Streisand, you know, in Funny Girl. <laughs> I am so beautiful. Well, the one thing, the one thing that I noticed, the one thing that I noticed was how they painted Sydney as being a potential liability, even though she's good at, even though she's good in challenges. They painted her as a bit of a liability because of her emotional state and the fact that she got so pissed off that she couldn't make fire that she went away. She went away and threw a little hissy fit and started crying. <laughs> you know, it's it, it almost seemed like we were starting to see cracks start to form. I mean, we saw cracks forming, you know, in week one when they. Uh, did the whole Nasir versus versus Danny sort of story mm-hmm. where we thought, okay, something's going to eventually come from that, which maybe it, maybe it still might because of the fact that, you know, you look at this week's episode and Nasir was the sole reason why Luvu could not throw the challenge. <laughs> Because Nasir was the one pushing the blocks through. He was the one pushing the blocks through, and he was the one who uh, who got all three uh, all three rings. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard Danny and Deshaun tried throwing that challenge. <laughs> that was so hilarious. May- maybe we might 
maybe we might see that storyline get revisited uh, now that the merge is potentially close. But it kind of seemed to me that last night was sort of further, sort of further cementing that it's going to be the start of the downfall of the Luvu tribe as a whole. Because right now mm-hmm. they have the numbers advantage. They have the numbers well, advantage that- right now. If they, if they, uh, I mean, because it's what six five, I think. There's eleven players left, right? Mm-hmm. Six, so four, three, even if the other like... two tri- Wait. Oh, 13, yeah, you're right. Yeah, six, four, and three. It is 13? Oh, okay. 13, yeah. Okay, so... so yeah, they're 13, the, right, yeah. So if the other two tribes joined up, they would, ha- they would actually have the numbers over Luvu. So... Hmm. You know, we could we could last night have seen the start of the downfall of the Luvu tribe because of the fact that, you know, there's been so many we've we've gone through so many episodes where we've hardly seen any drama coming out of them. Now we got this whole Sydney versus Erica story starting to form, and if the merge and is potentially Deshaun's next week, that, we need to throw the challenge because. We're going in too strong. They're going to pick us off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gave us, you're right, Steve. He, he gave us like a prelude of what could happen. Deshaun. And, and if the, uh, you know, with the merge potentially coming in next week, I, I know uh, Jim said that something is supposed to happen to Sydney. Maybe we might have another episode like what happened with, uh, with Neil in, in one of the seasons where he got uh, evacuated right at the merge because of uh, his knee, his knee in, uh, injury, whatever, whatever it was. And the same thing that happened with Joe in uh, survivor token genes, where he got evacuated at the merge because of his knee. I mean, not saying it's going to be Sydney's knee, but you know, uh, maybe this yeah, is another scenario where right, she gets, Maybe maybe this is another scenario where we see somebody, in this case Sydney, get injured at the merge, and maybe there isn't mm-hmm. a Luvu. Maybe maybe Luvu automatically the Luvu six automatically lose a member because of her injury, and maybe there's no vote that, next week. Yeah, we that's been pointed out before the the season that there would be a drastic. Somebody's going to get hurt really bad. Wow. Or who knows? Maybe we maybe because they because they, they mentioned they mentioned uh, you know how emotional she is. Maybe she has a nervous breakdown or something, and she ends <laughs> up quitting the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm bringing it up as a legitimate possibility, you know, because oh, okay. otherwise. Right. Definitely. Otherwise, well, why would they put uh, it, why would they put that in the edit? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I can't keep my eyes open. I've worked ten yeah, hours. Yeah, I've got to I've got to run too. I've got a busy date tomorrow. So the last the last four days. So I am. It, well, before y'all get off, though, I want to know what y'all think of Leon's edit. I mean, they're making her out like Wonder Woman. Who? Leanne, is that her name? The Le- Leanne, am I saying it right? Leanna. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't even know right, like really who ones. she is. Me either. Honestly, me either. Well, they always point her out in the challenges. In the challenges, they show her like a super character. <laughs> well, uh, well, did y'all notice that? Uh, no. I don't even realize who that uh, is either. I'm sorry. Next, so, well, uh, next, next week when you watch her, if you look back, watch her. They're editing yeah. her in. Oh, I will now, Woman. Eddie. Def- I will now. I promise you. <laughs> well, uh, well, next week I'll be in Branson, so I will talk to you all in uh, two weeks. Oh, have a great day. Have, have a great trip. You have a blast. Have a lovely time. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. Good night, y'all. Good night, good night Teresa. Teresa. Stay safe. Good night, good night Teresa. Teresa. And good. Good night. Good night, Teresa Enjoy. and Reggie. Good night, Reggie. Okay, okay. I just wanted so. to bring something up from I just wanted to bring something up real quick. When we okay. were talking about Ricard, we immediately went to something else and I had a thing I wanted to let me sh- let me see here. I found it. There was a um Little uh, little gift going on about Jeannie. She gets up off this bench and she kicks the bench or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Ricard had tweeted this meme and said, "Me kicking all those advantages out of the UA, right?" Mm-hmm. And my response to him, and I actually responded to him. Did he you said, really, Shan? You mean? Shan kicking the advantages no, out of UA. I love it. Not sure you even <laughs> knew about them, it. except maybe JD. And he's still there so far, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't now, even sure that he knew about Brad's advantages. But he's like, me kicking the advantages out of UA. It's like, really? Uh, oh, he knew. No, he 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 knew, he knew because Shan told Shan told him about Brad's advantages. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They said made it clear she's in a tight alliance with him. Yeah. Well, Ricard thinks he's a lot. Uh, he's a lot bigger player than what they're making him out to be. That's yeah, one thing. definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that uh, I think that CBS is playing it, and they're editing him a certain way. And that I think the last tribal council we saw, they made it clear the players and Jeff that we're not seeing what's really going on. That it's a lot more than sitting here watching it and actually playing it. What that what actually is happening? And I, I thought that was really good that they pointed that out because we've always all of us have pointed that out continually. Now Jim did say that there would be an all there would be an all black alliance, I believe. If I recall correctly, he mentioned that there would be an all black alliance, but somebody would end up betraying it. So if we take a look at who we have left, assuming that the merge is, is here, mm-hmm. we have I guess you could consider Erica maybe part of it 
you would have Nasir, I assume, would be involved. Deshaun, Danny. Liana. I, I guess. Shan. Liana, Shan. I guess you could. I guess you could include Ricard by association because he's Shan's number uh-huh. one. Well, but if you're going with an all-black alliance, then Erica is Asian, and Ricard is, I don't know. Puerto Rican? He's Hispanic. No, he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Deshaw, Danny, Leon, and Sean. And then Sean and Leanne are going to get together, and Sean's going to turn Leanne to try to get one of the guys out because it's Danny or Deshaun. Shannon. I mean, we did, we did yeah. see last night, we did see last night in the next time on Survivor that Danny, it was either Danny or Deshaun, uh, was getting worried about the fact that, uh, that the girl, that the, the women are overtaking the men. Yep. So, and they're going to. They're I going to play know. that out. So I think that's where it, I think you're right on, Steve. I think that's where Sean Sean's going to be the turn one that turns against the Black Alliance because she realizes she can't win against those people. Oh, I totally agree with you, Eddie. It would definitely be her. Yeah. I mean, and unless, again, it would be one hundred percent. It would be her. Yes. It, it's unless, real good gameplay if she does it. Unless we're talking about the fact that the Black Alliance would be maybe just the Luvu tribe with Danny, Deshaun, Erica, and Nasir, and maybe they turn on Erica, which was kind of set up this past week. But Erica's Chinese. Yeah, she's not black. She's Asian, isn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, so, yeah, you're right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the only... The, the only black alliance can be Deshaun, Leanna, Sean, Shan, and, and Danny. That's the yeah. only ones that are going to be left. You're right. And Shan, and so Shan would be the one alliance. to do it. Shan would definitely been, be the backstabber we've been, again. We've been told that the women are going to be very prominent players. So Leanna and Sean, Sean Shan's going to turn Leanna, and they're going to get Deshaun out. And it's going to come down to Danny doing fire with Xander. That's what it looks like. You know, though, I can definitely see. I can definitely see just based off of the amount of content that Danny and Deshaun have. I think they're definitely going to be in the finale episode. Just, I would be absolutely shocked if if Danny and Deshaun don't make the finale. Uh, I think we'll probably see Shan in the finale episode. Uh, you know, the rest is because usually, you know, when you have big characters, the, this is the thing with Survivor. When you have big characters, there are some that are going to be in the end, and there's there's always going to be one character that's going to be used for the penultimate boot or the episode right before the finale uh-huh. where you see somebody who is a big, who was a big character. Shan could actually fill this role. Uh, who was yeah. a big character throughout the entire season. 
and you know a lot of people think that maybe perhaps they may get they may be a potential winner and then all of a sudden they get booted uh you know i'll I'll even i'll even use nick's uh during winners at war as an example you know a lot of people were thinking that maybe perhaps nick would be with the whole hyenas versus lions uh storyline that 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 was going on with tony that a lot of people thought that nick would be the hyena that would that would survive in the end and pick up the scraps Obviously, well, you know, Steve, you made me think of something. Who was Window aligned with, Steve? Window, when he won, who was his alliance? Dom. That that went to the final. Dom. The guy. Dominic. Yeah, Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. Well, they're doing Deshaun and Danny kind of like they edited those two. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I can see it. But, you know, it still right. looks, I mean, to me, it's going to be three women and two guys in the final five. Yeah. That's All right, real quick, um, real, real quick, Melissa, take over for a minute because I am going, in order to ensure that we don't get disconnected, uh, I am going to call back in and hopefully – It'll allow it'll allow me to stay connected for the entire rest of the uh, show tonight. So, uh, Melissa, take over for a minute. Okay. Well, it's not going to take him, but a couple of seconds. I've I've done this before. Okay. So, who haven't we talked about? We touched on Ricard. We touched. We on haven't JD. talked about Jim. <laughs> Ooh, that's just. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, have we talked about Parvati yeah. yet? <laughs> oh, oh, my Parvati. God. Yeah, she's going to win. It's been almost two hours to <laughs> no poverty. It's going to win. Well, that's because Jim is not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, um, yeah. Let me see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, now I'm back. So, like you said, it wouldn't uh-huh. take me but a couple of seconds. Um. <laughs> And yes, uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Kansas, Austin, obviously you guys weren't on when I mentioned it, but uh, Jim decided to take the night off tonight. Uh, He should be back more than likely uh, next week. I mean, he didn't even, you know, he didn't even live tweet, so uh, something's something's probably going on. So he didn't even live tweet last night like he usually does. So uh, he is taking the night off tonight, but he should hopefully uh, be back uh, with us next week. Okay. Well, send him our prayers. For sure. Same here. Yeah, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to do so. Um, but you know, go, going back to the whole the whole Black Alliance thing, this would kind of ring true uh, with with what is being said about Shan, the fact that, you know, this won't be the last time, potentially, that she pulls this off. So it would kind of make sense for her to be the one to backstab the uh, the rest of the alliance because, then again, depending on, on how long that alliance even lasts to begin with, maybe – 
something might happen, like for example, with uh, with Ricard being her number one, maybe the alliance decides to target Ricard, and that could happen. You know, because yeah. we know he's going to go and, out, and she decides she decides to pull the uh, to pull the trigger first. And, and then he goes on. Like, yeah. Then he goes on the jury, and he lights into her. All for the camera. Possibly. I guess they do it from his right side. Possibly. I mean, I, I wouldn't but rule that out. Watch how they film uh, this week. Watch how they the camera, how they film it. It's really yeah. interesting. And I like Ricard, really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything against him. I'm just talking gameplay and everything else and how the how they're editing him. And, I, I mean, yeah, he's done a lot of things and said a lot of things he shouldn't have had. But, I I mean, by God, he's, he's playing a game. He was out there starving. He, he, he probably did the best he could, and we're seeing how he's being edited. You know what, though? How about, you know, talking about the Black Alliance, Jim also mentioned that Xander is get, gets in a showman, and it's likely mm-hmm. with Liana. What yeah, if that's Liana, what if Liana is the one to betray the Black Alliance because they want to target yeah. Xander? To say Xander, yeah, that could that could I mean, happen too. Point. Yeah, it could. And, you know, obviously, and going then it back would backfire on her, and they'd get her. Yeah, I mean, she would probably she would probably be the next person to go after that. Uh, and, I, and I remember too about Liana. There was like that uh, confessional she had early. Like it was like right after she uh, they voted out Boche, she was like getting emotional, saying she wanted to like make big moves in the game. So that could be some foreshadowing, like that. Foreshadowing, yep. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Mm. Oh, I love when you guys come up with all these possibilities because it really <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> and mm-hmm. also, you know, with with the whole thing involving Sydney uh, potentially being a medevac, I'm almost kind of wondering that, you know, normally we would get some sort of clue by now. Yep. If she was going to be a medevac, I'm almost wondering if we just don't have a medevac this season. Because well, I don't know. Well, did Jim say that there was going to be, didn't say was gonna be one though? A, a lot of the previous was saying there was a horrible energy, a horrible accident. But you know, maybe I misread it. But you know, usually there's some. Usually there's some sort of uh, some sort of foreshadowing that ends up taking place before it happens, and so far we haven't really. But granted, we, we've literally just been getting to see Sydney for the past couple of weeks, uh, but you know we haven't really seen any indication with the the only thing being that uh you know she's an emotional player 
that maybe the only mm-hmm. thing that would come to my mind is maybe she possibly quits because she has ah. a, she has a mental break she has a mental breakdown sort of like wow. what we saw earlier one of the reasons why though that they're talking that she gets injured and is possibly metavac is because right after the season and right after the season was started, um she was tweeting out or putting on her Instagram. She had a really serious leg injury and had to have surgery on it. Yeah. So well, that everybody maybe it was thinking that she got mentioned that that she got hurt um, filming Survivor. Well, it may, maybe maybe so, it happens next episode then, or maybe it already happened. And she's been playing through the pain, like uh, sort of like what Abby, uh, what happened with Abby. I don't think did they ever, did they ever make it a, uh, make it clear during the show that she was playing with a torn ACL. Yeah, I, I think I think one time like Jeff, Jeff called her out for sitting out so much, and then I think she made a comment uh, that she tore her ACL, so that's why she was sitting out so much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she was saying that she knew that she had torn her ACL because she had done it before, so she knew what it felt like or something like to that effect. Okay, yeah, you're right. I remember I remember that now. Um I remember specifically where, uh, with what with what you just said that she knew because she because she had torn it before, so she knew right away. Um, yeah, you know maybe I guess maybe the injury potentially happens next week. Mm-hmm. Because you know I just it's just so far and you wonder because we know there's going to be another double boot. Wonder when that's coming. Probably. I mean, maybe we're being set up next week for her to get injured, and and we know there's a double boot, a boot of some sort coming up. Uh, when is that going to come up? You know. Yeah, because let's see, what day are we on now? We are on ten, eleven, or twelve. 10? Is it ten? Twelve. Yeah, I think so we're on day nine. So day nine, yeah. So hmm. yeah, there probably is. Well, at I thought least one, maybe two double boots. Ten days or something. Yeah, because the first, uh, the first, the first two votes happened on day three. Then Voce got voted out on day five. Brad got voted out on day seven. And then JD uh, JD just last night uh, on day nine. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Okay. So, yeah, you know, there's probably at least one, maybe two more double boots uh, coming mm-hmm. up uh, coming up here. By the way, last night's uh, episode did do 5.68 million viewers, which is. We're sort of seeing a bit of a uh, a bit of a downtrend uh, right now for the season, because so far every episode has lost uh, has lost viewers. 
wow. uh, with each with each episode that has happened so far. The the show premiered with six and a quarter million viewers. Then episode two, we got just below six. Then 5.79 last week and 5.68 now this week. Well, hopefully CBS, I think you're right, Steve, but hopefully CBS sees what's happening and they send their editors in and they start working on the show a little differently so they can pull the viewers back because it's all the way they're editing it that's pulling people away. Now, it's interesting. Uh, The episode title for next week is called The Strategist or The Loyalist. (laughs) So doesn't that kind of scream Shan? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 For sure. Absolutely. So it looks like we're probably going to get another another Shan-centric episode next week. From what it looks like here. And actually, what it says uh, for next week's episode is Jeannie does find an advantage. It looks like it's probably Brad's uh, steal a vote advantage. Yeah. That he ended up... Uh, and we've been told that with. all three things will be found. Yep. And, and Yasa, it kind of pointed that Heather was going to find it. And Yasa also goes through Xander's bag back at camp as well. Wow. So it looks like <laughs> it looks like right now they're painting Xander, uh, and th- this basically makes Tiffany uh, lead the charge against Xander again. It it's almost as if they're painting Xander as a. De- I I, I kind of wonder if that if that happens right at the beginning of the show, and yeah, it leads everybody to think that. You know, Xander is going to be a potential boot for for this week's show, and then all of a sudden they merge. <laughs> and two, you know, everyone that's found that advantage uh, where the three have to be found, it, it's always yep. found in a dead tree. And did you notice they filled Heather near a dead tree? Yes. What if she's the one that finds the the, the hidden advantage? She could. She could find it for Luvu because uh I mean if the merge if the merge is uh if the merge is potentially next week, she'd have to find it pretty damn immediate immediately right at the very beginning well, of the episode. And with all the bad luck that she had with this last episode, she needs a little good luck, you know. <laughs> well you, you know, mm-hmm. like we like we talked about earlier, maybe perhaps you know, if if she has a potential winner's edit, usually there's doubt that's placed within an edit, within every winner's edit, unless of course you're Tony and you know you're impervious to uh, to any uh, to any sort of doubt just because of how crazy of a game you play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe perhaps last week or this week's episode was 
the start of Heather making a gigantic comeback, sort of like what Tiffany started doing this week as well. I just don't see Heather winning. I don't get that feeling. I see more Xander or Danny winning than I would them. Truthfully, I still have a feeling that a man's going to win over a woman. That's my gut feeling. I don't know. I don't know. With the way that the way that the season has gone. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell me. Don't don't blow anything for me. That's just my. That's just my. That's just my. If you guys know more than me, please don't tell me. I already know too much that I wish I didn't know. But just please don't tell me. Because that's just my my gut feeling is I could see I could see them winning. We don't know for a fact. I'm just I'm just talking based off of what we've been shown, Kansas. What I was going to say is based off of what we've been shown, that so far a majority of the guys have been voted out, and the fact that Danny is talking about uh, the women having the numbers over the men come the merge, you know it looks like they're setting up potentially a storyline for women versus men. It's like there's going to be multiple interlocking storylines, basically, that might take place come the merge here. Oh, that's what it sounds like, definitely. It's, I just I always just get gut feelings. I'm not saying my gut feelings are always right, but I just go on my my own hunches. Just what I'm feeling. And you know another thing well, that, the edit that kind of Sean, uh, Xander, and Danny making it probably to the final six, and, and they're pointing toward the edit. So far, it's pointing toward Heather. Uh, Tiffany and Shan making it to the final six. Uh, that's how it looks right now to me. What do you think, guys? I think you're right. I think you're right, and my gut instinct is a woman's going to win. I have <laughs> well, the way the edit's gone, it's pointing that a woman's going to win. Uh, yeah. And the way they're editing it, I, you, you know, this kind of goes back. This kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning of the ep, uh, of tonight's show, though. The edit it really seemed like they were just forcing Jeannie down our throats to start off tonight. That, or I mean, to start off last night, that you know she was going to be. It, it almost seemed like it was too obvious. That yeah. for, for yeah. her to be the boot, so Definitely. maybe perhaps maybe perhaps Kansas is right. You know, maybe maybe with the, with all this uh, all this concern about about the women having the numbers over the men and everything, maybe a guy does end up winning this season. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in, like, Island of the Idols, too, like, that was a season where there was, like, a lot of uh, women who looked like they were contenders to win, like, Janet and Lane and Lauren. And then 
like Sandra at one point had a quote that they specifically included. She's like, oh, I, I think a woman's going to win that season. And then you see Tommy win. And then a lot of people were saying, well, what was the point of that quote? So it, it, it could end up being a decoy. Like it, um, it, it does look like the show like wants to be, it doesn't, even if uh, a guy does end up winning, they still want to, portray women better they have than they have in, in previous seasons, not just focus on the men, focus on women's storylines too, so you could really yeah. go with your way. Yeah, right. I think though I think that if a man wins, I have a feeling that it'll be Xander. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think it's Xander male, makes it, it to Xander. the final three. I really believe that. I, think I see be Xander or Danny, but I but I tend to go with Xander over Danny. But I see the two of them. Well, um. Anyway, I think yeah, yeah I think it's Xander yeah. will will go to the final three, but and it'll be two women next to him. That's what I think. That'll be yeah, interesting. That'll be very yep. interesting. Uh, All right, guys, we are about to go. We are about to go into the overtime portion of the show. So don't get disconnected because once we hit 11 o'clock, nobody can nobody uh, will be able to get back in if you get disconnected. I mean, obviously, if I get disconnected, that means we all get disconnected. But (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we go through uh, all the way to the uh, to the end here. But um, mm-hmm. we are uh, we are just about to head into the after show. Cool. And as always, you know, with with how uh, sometimes the uh, the topic of discussion kind of changes in the after show, you know. Who knows what we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, I have one thing to say now that we're in the after show. I have to mm-hmm. tell Kansas, did you see that Claire and Derek X are dating now? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw what? that. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yep. You repeat this. Derek Claire. X and Claire. Claire yeah. and Derek X. How in hell did that dating. happen? <laughs> and jury. And jury. Well, they were talking about how they, they could tell the attraction was there in the house. But what? neither one of them acted on it. But once, but once they got to jury, um, they spent almost all of their time together up until the hours of the morning talking and oh realized they had a lot of things, a lot of things in common, but they decided that, out of respect for Hannah, that they weren't going to commit to dating or they weren't going to come out um, until after they had told Hannah. And apparently wow. Hannah is all for it. Uh, Aunt Hannah was all for it. She wishes them the best of luck, no ill feelings. Oh, good. That's good, um, then. That's cool. And mm-hmm. that, that like, feelings are that, that's a good thing then. That her and Derek were um mainly friends anyway. 
So truthfully, I would never have seen the two of them. I would never have seen Claire and Derek X together in a million years. But I mean, hey, if they're happy, cool. It's shocking to me because I just I wouldn't see the two of them at all. That and they also had long yeah. moonlit walks on the beach at night and everything. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. See, <laughs> yeah. I figured him no, and I Hannah had a that. real wonderful, sweet little romance together. That's well, what I see, figured. I thought, that they were, I thought they were cute together, too, but... I thought I they were say, really into each other, both of them. Yeah, but I can see... Um, I can see her and Derek X. I know that they had a lot of fun in the house. They spent a lot of time talking and laughing and um, having fun. So I'm not completely shocked. Well, because I watched the feeds, see. So I saw them a lot together. Yeah, sorry. But. What about Christian uh, and Sexpot? Are the two of them together? Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. What happened with that now? What happened there? Because he was waiting for her. I know. But, hey, uh, you know, he's kind of um, immature and <laughs> kind of so immature and what crazy. You're saying, so basically what you're saying is is he cheated on her while she was still in the house. Oh, he did? I, no, I don't know. Because every I time they showed him, so. you know, it was, you know, that was all he talked about was her. Mhm. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think that he probably cheated. I think that he just he's so immature, and it was probably a pretty good turn off to her. So. Oh, okay. Well, I would have no, thought that maybe she would have went after Xavier because he won all that money. So. I <laughs> would have been more. It that. says here that they decided they decided to split shortly after the finale. Uh, wow. This was on a Instagram. This was on an Instagram live with uh, Derek Frazier, uh, and <laughs> she claimed she claimed that she wanted her space, and Christian asked her if they should break up. Mm. To which she said yes. So it was her. It wasn't him. Maybe she's going to go yeah, after Xavier now. You guys. Because she was flirting with uh, him, too. At least uh, Christian didn't try to pull a swaggy C and propose at the finale. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my but God. The, but the or we would have seen another thing. Mike Boogie and, um, from <laughs> season two, remember? Oh, yeah. And Krista. We would have seen another situation like that when he proposed to Krista. <laughs> but now, but now exactly to think, though, out. he biked... He, <laughs> He biked all the way, uh, all the way to L.A. from Connecticut for the finale for nothing. Now, oh, that's so sad. See, I had a feeling it wouldn't have been him that would have been doing the breakup. I would have figured it was her because he really yeah. was into her. Mm-hmm. She was definitely interested in Xavier a bit too, but I would, I would not be shocked at all if you said she ended up dating Xavier, and especially now that he has the money, they could go on a vacation or whatever. Well, he was really into her, so... But she seemed to like him, all. too. Maybe not as much as Christian, but she seemed to be into him, too. 
Yeah. I think one of the reasons why they didn't do anything is because of uh, Christian watching. Mm-hmm. She could have easily yeah. ended up with him, exactly. So anyway, I just wanted to drop that little bit I of never, on Melissa, you. I'm flabbergasted. Never <laughs> would I have seen that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just my big brother. I'm really shocked. To say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just uh, just looking at who is left in uh, in in Survivor right now, who do you guys think is more is more likely on the chopping block? Depending on what obviously ends up happening, if there's a merge or if they stay in tribes, who do you guys think is in trouble? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Jeannie's in trouble. I think um, Nasir is in trouble. Um, I think Erica is in trouble. However, Jim told me last week not to count her out, so I don't know. But I'm going to say Nasir and Jeannie. All right. Austin, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was I was leaning towards Jeannie, too. It, it, it really depends on what kind of advantage uh, she has and if she can... If she can use it to save herself, then she has that going for her. Um, uh, like, Nasir, he's had such a weird kind of journey, because, like, if you would have, like, had, like, if it would have been Luvu for, like, the the first three episodes, it would have been easy Nasir going, but now, now that there's, uh, like, Erica and uh, Sydney feud, um, it looks like it could potentially be that one of them. Um, I know Deshaun and uh, Danny were leaning towards Erica, but it might be a situation where maybe like Erica finds an advantage or maybe they just want to play it safe and go after Nasir. Um, it, it is interesting because Yasa was on a, such a losing streak and they really seem to have found their groove in challenges lately. So it's looking like, uh, I don't even like, I don't even know between the four of them who would be the target. Um, like the, the, the preview wanted to show Xander as a target, but as Jim has says, uh, he's someone to watch. So, Maybe if Xander hears his name comes up, maybe he he finds a way to turn it around. Maybe uh, he he flips it on say Abby because uh, she's been really playing the game hard. So um, I w- I would say Jeannie would be my initial thought, um, depending on what the advantage is. But if if not, uh, I'm gonna say Nasir or Abby. 
Yeah, you know, I could kind of see Evie because of the fact that she is the odd woman out uh, in that whole thing. And if if the information is true that Jim, uh, if Jim wasn't lied to, and uh, you know, Liana is it gets in a showmance with Xander, you know, obviously that throws the whole. Uh, women's alliance out the window for uh, for Yasa. So once you take that into into account, Evie is probably uh, the odds-on favorite to probably be eliminated from uh, from the Yasa the remaining Yasa four. Uh, honestly, just. You know, just look at just looking at what uh, at who is left. Nasir, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on Nasir right now mm-hmm. because he did kind of piss off uh, Deshaun in particular because he ended up taking over and screwing over Luvu. Uh, or not, not you know, not exactly screwing over, but screwing up their opportunity to to throw the challenge. Uh, so maybe Deshaun could potentially use that as a driving force to okay, you know what? Let's let's put Erica off to the side here, and let's instead get rid of get rid of Nasir, who because of him we couldn't get rid of Erica last week. Well, yeah, on, on top of, look at the beast he was. Look at how he beast yeah. through that. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And they're going to think, he's too much of a physical threat. Major threat yep. to merge. Mm-hmm. Although that may be, yep. that may make it possibly, that may make it possibly as well that he could be a potential merge boot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't win, if he doesn't win that first immunity, everybody could look at what he did at the beginning of the at, at the beginning of uh, you know during the pre-merge and say, well, hell, why should we keep him in when he could potentially beast uh, a future competition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Kansas, think they're going to start taking out the strong players. Kansas, what what are your thoughts? On on who is uh, who do you think may be potentially in trouble uh, moving forward here? It's funny, but I think every week from the beginning, I've always felt Nasir. I think when they, when we <laughs> talked, like or uh, honestly, even from the get go, you know, when when Jim was asking, who do you think is going to be one of the first to go? And I said Nasir. So I'm going to stick with Nasir. Now, the second one, I'm going to say Erica because they gave her that edit last night. And mm-hmm. they, sh- you know, when they give that troublemaker, you know, kind of, you know, that when, when you know, that, that player's being questioned and this and that and just the way yeah. that they showed her last night, I'm going to say my gut feeling is going to say her too, those two. Especially when it, especially mm-hmm. when it comes out of nowhere too. 
It, it just, yes. And they show those things for a reason. I'm going to piggyback on Eddie. You know, <laughs> I'm going to try to learn a little from Eddie <laughs> to see these kinds which, of things. But I'm going to say her. Speaking, and speaking of which, Eddie, wh- uh, what are your thoughts? You know, yeah. who, yes, who do you Eddie. think is uh, – who do you think we're potentially well, looking at as the uh, next couple Eddie's of booths here? You know, I who's think in trouble? Nick here is is walking on, uh, you know, melted ice. It's just a matter of time before they get him out. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Yali all about him. Uh, Erica threw me because we know she finds the 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 uh, advantage. Uh, is she able to use it, or they boot it within her hand? But we've been led to believe that the advantages all three go into play. So if mm-hmm. all three go into play, that means she can't get booted if it's going into play. Uh, now, yeah. we just don't know who on the other tribe, which pointing is pointing toward Heather's going to find it. Uh, now, if they all find it next week, which they didn't show us, and it goes into play, we know it goes into play. It can't go into play if one of them's booted. Uh, if one of them gets booted, I mean, like Brad, for example, you know, Brad got booted and I would assume it would go back into play because otherwise why even introduce the twist to begin with if <laughs> it's, if nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. So all three of the people that find have to get through. So that leads me yeah. to believe that Erica will not go next week. Because Before, she finds it, it, it then, has to be, and we know it's going to go it into ha- play. And it has to be before the merge, because it's labeled as a team, uh, you know, a team idol, basically. Uh, a, a three-way idol uh, for each tribe. So, basically, it has to be... Fa- all three pieces have to be found before the merge. Otherwise, it'll basically become non-existent, and Xavier will be given his uh, will be given his vote back by default. Yeah, so we know it's going to go into play. We know that the first two have been found in in uh, dead tree stumps, branch uh, things sticking out of the ground. We see Heather sitting next to a tree, like a, a dead trunk like the other one found theirs in, you wonder, or is that, uh, I would assume they would probably follow the same pattern as far as to where they would find that they would find the stuff. So I would assume that, you know, they'll probably find it in one of those dead tree stumps more than likely. That's what it looks like, and it looks like they're both going to be found next week, or else, how is it going to work? Uh, yeah. We know it goes into play. We know it's used. So that means all three have to be found. So it's got to be found. All three have to surface next week. Well, then I and wonder if, I mean, they, sh- they, show us, they show us that Jeannie finds the advantage. Maybe it isn't the vote steal because it's, it's weird. The, the uh, paper that she gets, oh, Jeannie, you're right. it, looks like, it looks like it's, it looks like it was the vote steal, but maybe perhaps it is Brad's part of the idol that, that she yeah. finds. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then obviously, and then you if, get Erica. if she gets, it seems then it seems that whoever finds it on the 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 last try is back where it's going to get used. I wonder though if all three find it. You know, obviously, you know, they'll be merged before they can really say, before they can really say it. Maybe perhaps as long as they find it before the merge, it can get activated at any point in time, just as long as they actually are still in the game and they, you know, they have uh, their specific part. <clears throat> So it may not necessarily have to be activated, you know, in the tribe portion. Just Yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Because it's, it's a lot putting it in for the next two episodes for that to happen. Yeah. Or maybe it just doesn't. Maybe the third part just doesn't get found and, you know, we end up... Uh, we end up having a wasted uh, a wasted twist, which wouldn't be a shock in Survivor, uh, and we have Xander getting his vote back. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of surprised because this was the first episode that we did not get somebody, or we didn't we didn't get a couple of people to have to go out to the island. Yeah. I thought it was a nice change of pace. Yeah, it did kind of... Tonight, or last night's episode did kind of seem like the old Survivor. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, there wasn't... uh, There wasn't any of the... If you notice, they didn't even have any flashbacks or anything whatsoever. Uh, They didn't have... You know, the way they've been editing the season so far from a presentation standpoint... They didn't have any uh, highlighting any specific player, you know, for their their stuff back home and whatnot. There was nothing of that. So, you know, may, maybe they're maybe they're uh, the, all that editing was just for the for the beginning of the show, and mm-hmm. maybe they only edited certain people. <laughs> Actually, no, no, never mind. I'm going to throw that thought right out the window because they gave Brad a, uh, they gave Brad one of those flashback moments and he was, you know, the the fourth player booted from the game. So that basically, uh, that point I was about to bring up is basically null and void. So... But you know, it should be should be an interesting uh an interesting rest of uh rest of the season here. I mean obviously with so much so many variables still being in play you know, there's always the possibility maybe perhaps uh some stuff gets switched around. Like, uh, you know, for example, I don't think a lot of people thought 
that Brad would be going last week. No. I'm sure a lot of people probably thought that Jeannie uh, was supposed to go this week with the way that they were editing it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe we're in for uh, for some more twists and turns before the season is over here, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure we probably, we probably will be. But... But yeah, there's. Um, I just, I, I just love the fact that uh, that Survivor is back, and we have an actual, uh, you know, a game with actual strategy and people who actually know how to present an edited show, unlike Big Brother. <laughs> Oh, another thing that may come into play, and I think this may, because of the fact that they they made such a big deal out of this with uh, Jeannie potentially whether or not she was going to use the shot in the dark twist or not, mm-hmm. and she ended up she ended up not using it. I wonder if she if she ends up uh, she ends up using it coming up here. And either it backfires and she ends up going home or she ends up being saved. And now all of a sudden that throws a wrench into whatever the plan was supposed to be. Well, yeah, they did focus on the bag with the, with it in it at tribal council. So I think you're you're seeing right something they're gonna probably use it soon. Yeah, it, it seems least. like there's like it seems like there's like a lot of conversations that were left out because like they 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 made it look for sure like she was gonna use it, but the fact that she didn't uh, means that obviously uh, probably I'm assuming Shan was able to convince her, okay, we're 100% voting JD. You don't have to worry about tonight. But, um, cause like the way they made it look like Jeannie, they made it look like Jeannie felt like she was the obvious vote. Um, and it made it look like, uh, JD was trying to so say, oh, oh, you're, you're safe. You don't have to use the shot in the dark. And then she was in on the plan to vote JD. So, <clears throat> Yeah, well, you know, obviously that's all to create doubt. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that they were, the fact that they were uh, putting in that shot, that that segment of JD trying to convince her not to, uh, you know, not to do the shot in the dark. I mean, obviously they're they're not about to put it flat out there and say, uh, "Hey, we're," especially after she steals his uh, his. You know, or not steals, but uh, she convinces him to give to give uh, her his uh, extra vote again. Mm-hmm. They're not about to do that and then say, "Oh, hey, yeah, you're definitely safe." So um, they're not about to uh, show her telling Jeannie that, and then it, cre- it 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 gets rid of you know the suspense for mm-hmm. for the viewer. 
So they're not. They're not. I'll about tell to you, do man. That. Note to players: don't give out your damn advantages. <laughs> how can you? I mean, seriously, how can any fan of Survivor be so dumb? And I really mm-hmm. liked JD. I, I really did. But how? I'm how dumb fan, can you be? I agree. Keep them. Why would you well, give away your advantage? You're crazy. I, I think it was like uh I think it was very fitting how he, he, he would mention that like players like Ozzy and Wu were some of his favorite players and like he kinda of followed in their footsteps and made a dumb move. Yeah, exactly. Because they were both they were both naive at one point, like uh like Ozzy uh, being naive uh, at the fact that he felt, you know, he felt so safe during Micronesia. And then he had an idol too, right? When he got voted yeah. out, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he felt so safe during Micronesia, and then he gets blindsided by the Black Widow Brigade. Uh, then, I mean, obviously we know what happened with Wu, his whole thing about uh, about the code of honor and <laughs> winning over over a guy who deserves to be there, as opposed to <laughs> winning over the easiest person to potentially win over in that season. So it, 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 it's funny you bring that up, Austin, because it makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. He, he he talked about he talked about wanting to check things off of his survivor bucket list. Well, believe it or not, maybe he maybe he was meaning to do this at some point this season. But congratulations, <laughs> you did check something off of your survivor bucket list. You made a dumbass move by getting by <laughs> giving the your advantage dumbest back. Moves ever made in Survivor. <laughs> I mean, where do you think that ranks? I mean, granted, gra- granted, it's granted, it's a pre-jury uh, or it's a pre-merge uh, dumbass mistake. But where do you think that that ranks in the Survivor books for dumbest moves ever in Survivor history? I'd say it's about ten. There. It's in the top ten, I think. Yeah, probably the top ten. And you, you know, Chet Welch, uh, Chet Welch, who was on Micronesia with Ozzy, as well as uh, Jason Siska, who, of course, did the he fell for the whole it's a fucking <laughs> stick. Uh, <laughs> It has a face on it. <laughs> you know, Chet Welch said he actually rem- uh, that JD reminded him of of somebody that he uh, of somebody from his season, which obviously he was referring to. Uh, he was referring to to Jason. Man, I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, Ricard is getting absolutely torn up in whispers right now. <laughs> Good. So, for the 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 tweet that he had sent out earlier today, and Jim posted it in whispers. 
Uh, Ricard tweeted out that there is no world where uh, no. Maybe we already talked about this. Um, that there is no world where I don't acknowledge the level of dislike for me as not massively being heavily influenced by straight up homophobia. There is nothing even justifiable. Ah, there is nothing even justifiable at this point that makes me stand out. Period. And Jim said. Yeah, has nothing to do with your gameplay, come on in, guys, or how you conduct yourself on Twitter. And uh, from the replies I'm seeing here, yeah. I mean, let's keep in mind, somebody brought up a, a good point here. Survivor fans do have a history of really liking gay Survivor contestants. Mm-hmm. So... His and honestly, he is so make... good-looking, Steve. He's so good-looking that women and men would love him, okay? And if he was a normal, if he was like a decent person, he'd probably be one of the favorites. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. He would be seriously probably. popular. I mean, the man is so good-looking. Women and men would be so into him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I mean, he would be one of the most popular players if he was a cool person. The 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 casual viewers, ones that don't read Twitter, that don't, you know, look at all of his interviews and stuff like that, they probably um, do like him. But when he comes on Twitter and he's acting the way he's acting That's and, you know, saying the things that he's saying... That is what's turning people off, and you would think that he'd get a clue. It's not that mm-hmm. he's gay. No, it has yeah, nothing exactly. to do with him being gay. No, it, it, no, Who cares it about that? It that means to do with crap. I mean, we're gay. talking about the person. Like, yeah, so what? You're that's gay. An ex- that's just an excuse gay. coming out of his mouth, and that's dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't give a crap if you're gay, but I do care that you're an absolute jerk. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the sad thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know. Ugh. (laughs) I loved how Eddie described him earlier as, what did like the Adonis or the Greek god? How did you describe him again, Eddie? Like the Greek god or something? Yeah, they do. They, they mean the way they're filming him, and it's just like something he's out of really a... really good. I mean, that's the, sh- that's the sad thing, because he's really hot. It's so sad that he's <laughs> I mean, the like thing, this. The he's th- a the seriously is, hot guy. The, the thing I would is, say focus more on the gameplay of, of him instead of all this other crap. The gay yeah. stuff and you all. Know, I mean... If he was a cool person, he could he could actually do modeling. Am I right? He's, he, people could want to ask him to model. The problem is he's saying it's based off of straight-up homophobia. Oh, now, that's just bullshit. That's, that's first ridiculous. Off, no. For, 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 first off, it's such a joke. Maybe people, maybe people are giving you so much hate because – and, you know, this – and maybe isn't entirely all his fault because, I mean, first off, yeah, it doesn't help how he uh, how he reacts on Twitter and how he comments and everything. But I don't even know. what does the, he say, you guys? What is he saying on Twitter that's so <laughs> terrible? I can only imagine. Well, Jim mentioned it last week how how uh, how 
you know, he got into it with Ricard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's playing too. the big card way too big. Because I, I mean, know you wouldn't do you you wouldn't get into somebody unless they really did something awful. I know Melissa that you did that for a reason. He had to have really pissed you off. Well, it's because that that came after him attacking Jim. Mm-hmm. Well, I was already mad at him. <laughs> and then he then he tries to steal then he tries to steal thunder. And it's like, uh, no. (laughs) Well, the scary thing about it all is how is CBS going to edit him in the next couple of – how are they going to edit him? How are they going to make it out? Are they going to play on this thing and and blow it up? Or what are they going to do with it? I mean, that's the scary thing. And if they play on the gay issue, they should just – I, I will oh. be very pissed. I will now, be some, so pissed. Well, it's you like know, so, he's making said, it very much a point. He's making it very much a point that he is gay. And he's making it very much a point that he's got two children from his transgender husband. Yeah. Um, and so, and Kansas, I think that you said last week, that he had had adopted, but he didn't. He got it the old-fashioned way. Okay, yeah. That was before um, I knew that it, that his that his um, spouse was transgen was transgender. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, you know, you know somebody yeah. somebody brought this up in whispers uh, as one of the comments uh, to Jim's post, and it kind of makes sense. He goes. As a gay man myself, I will say I have seen plenty of homophobic hate toward Ricard, and that is super shitty. However, I don't know that the dislike is homophobic in itself for most people. Survivor has always had LGBTQ plus contestants, and they have always mm-hmm. riled up a vocal minority of fans for existing. For some of these fans, Ricard being obviously gay, married to a pregnant trans man, and the sensitivity around come on in guys is pushing these berserk buttons, and they're probably going insane in his Twitter mentions and DMs. But for the majority of fans that don't like the Ricard, don't like Ricard the TV character like myself, I find that he is just kind of too mean to be likable. Things yeah. things mm-hmm. like calling Brad stupid and being pissed at Jeannie for voting against you don't endear yourself to the audience. Very true. Very true. Yeah, and he's playing off. I mean, he's playing off the the press and the sensationalism on being gay, and I don't back that at all. He's playing his gay card. I mean, my God, he's got it so far shoved up his ass, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I don't you like know, that. I don't like kind of that's happening in TV. I don't like that they're, you know, they're playing up all this separatism everywhere. I, I'm just, you it's know ridiculous. You know what, though? This kind of makes me think of what Jim said one season. He said, normally the contestants that don't do good 
are the ones that are the most vocal. Yeah. So I almost wonder I almost wonder if his if his boot is coming up soon. Like not necessarily pre jury, oh. but I wonder if his boot if he's like an early mid jury boot or something like that. Yeah, I I think that I, I hope think you're so. right. I don't think I mean he'll he'll go sometime before final nine, I would say. Because while he may be receiving hate He's still getting attention. And yeah, he in is. some survivor in some survivor uh, cases, uh, in some contestants' cases, this is all th- that is what they thrive off of for as long as you they know. Are I wonder in his contract did he have a a thing saying that they could only film him from his right side? <laughs> because that's where all the camera work on him is. They only film him on the right side. <laughs> He's definitely he's definitely looking for attention though. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's getting it. Yeah. Just not good attention. Not the, that's what's <laughs> Yeah, not the right, not the really right nice kind attention. of attention. He could have been very we, you know, we don't know if he was set up to do what he did either. CBS could have set him up to do what he did. And that pisses me off. That yeah. would suck. That would be horrible. Well, yeah, they've been doing it quite a bit. That's true. Shame them. And here we go. Another one, too. Another one, too. Somebody said, also, there have been dozens of LGBTQ care, uh, survivor contestants in the past, but the fan base is suddenly homophobic because they don't yeah. like this guy. Give me a break. <laughs> this is Survivor, oh. not doc, not the Dr. Phil slash victim hour. <laughs> exactly. Not at all. That's crap. And by the way, for those of you who are listening into this, obviously now on the archives, uh, if you guys are wondering what exactly I'm reading off of, uh, you can join the Whispers groups at uh, uh, through Facebook by uh, searching for Survivor Whispers, Big Brother Whispers, or if you're interested in spoilers, then you can join Survivor Whispers Premier, which is our spoiler-only group. Uh, we also have, of course, uh, if you're interested in sports, we also have Sports Whispers. I, of course, host the Sports Whispers weekly podcast that we do every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, there's a little bit for everybody in Whispers. Uh, how close is that cat to the phone? <laughs> Not very. Oh, can you hear her? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. lady. I'm so sweet, Melissa. <laughs> She's my old lady. She's darling. She thinks it's time for bed. Aw, I love her. <laughs> well, she, she just has to wait for 19 bed. more minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a lot of great uh, points brought up tonight, Steve. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, you know, I um, I do my best when the you know when the man when the man is in a when the the main man the the main host isn't isn't here. I uh, I do my best to try and uh, to try and bring in the backup. So mm-hmm. I hope he's doing It'll okay. It'll be interesting Steve. how he comments on this. What he what he listens to next week. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's doing fine, uh, Cam. Is he okay? He, I mean, he was on. I'm pretty sure he was. He was. He was on earlier today. He was uh, posting all the articles like he normally does, and in, in uh, whispers. And uh, I only talked to him for. He only left me a short message just to let me know he wasn't going to be on tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure he's probably doing fine. He's. Who knows? He might be well, on vacation or something. Hopefully, him and JJ just went out for the night and had a good time. Yeah, yeah. He may he may just be on vacation or something. So that sounds great. Um, yeah, let's 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 hope for the best. I mean, obviously, if there was some if there was something actually going on, he would have posted about it in in mods only, and he hasn't done that. So that's um, good. Yeah, that's good news then. So he more than likely he'll probably be back with us next week. Um, because I'm sure he'll probably have. There may have been a game that you know his daughters are cheerleaders, so he may yeah that's true. They may have that's true. They may have had a game that they were cheering at, so he went to watch them. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you know, there's, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, another thing too is, you know, I talked to him before we even did the, uh, the big brother podcast this, uh, this summer, uh, you know, I had talked to him privately about, you know, how much longer do we really want to continue doing these things, especially with everything that happened in whispers, you know, over the past year, uh, I don't know if I would say retirement, but more along the lines of scaling it down a little bit. So, uh, you know, maybe we may see we may see more times that he uh, that he decides to take the uh, that he's, he decides to take a week off. You know, I mean, he even he even mm-hmm. said it. Uh, he even said it the first the first uh, week that he wasn't sure if he was going to do this uh if he was going to do this podcast to begin with uh for this season but he decided to uh he decided to go through with it anyways so um well plus he's got know, I mean, got uh, six kids at home so yeah pretty busy Pretty yeah. busy as a I dad. I mean, he deserves with with all the stuff yeah. with all the stuff that he that he's gone through over the past year. I think he deserve you know he deserves uh, to to take time off whenever he needs to. Absolutely. I mean, everybody does. Everybody needs exactly. to do that. I mean, we have uh, you know 
if he ever has to take time off from whispers and whatnot, we have uh, we have the moder- the moderator staff already uh, already primed and ready to hey, you got a great mm-hmm. group to uh, watch over to watch over whispers if need be. So, mm-hmm. um, now as far as the, as far as programming goes, uh, we will still be doing the um, the Big Brother. Uh, Celebrity Big Brother podcast. Uh, Melissa, Melissa, and I will be back uh, to do Celebrity Big Brother whenever that starts. Oh, I can't. February. Um, February it starts. February. We have to okay. wait till February, so, you guys. So that, mean, so that means. So, so that means I'll be doing I'll be doing the uh, the advertisements around January then. Um, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. But Oh, Steve, yeah, last there's... week when there was that one person I couldn't think of and I'm saying her she had the initial R, it wasn't the initial R. Boy was I off. Janet. <laughs> Janet was who I meant. Mm. I adored yeah, her. I just please. I loved her, Steve. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Jim has mentioned it before. Uh, you know, she does wish him a happy birthday and everything, but uh, you know, that's the extent. She that has they those have beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> but she that that's the extent that they've talked at all uh, ever since uh, the events of. You know, Janet, Joella, year. and so. um, Susan, they were just so cool. You know how you get to make pe- you know, you make friends with people, and it's like you yeah. guys. You know, I'm so happy now that I know Melissa and Teresa because I didn't know you guys then, and it'd be the same thing if you guys were gone. I'd miss you so much. <laughs> and plus, we had, and plus, we've had Austin uh, just. Uh, just starting to join us regularly now uh, this season too. Well, oh, yeah. you know me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's like a, it's like a you know the girls thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm always a, oh, yeah. I always yeah. I always love yeah, my girlfriends. Right. I'm just I'm a girls girl. I'm a girly girl. I just love the girls. And now oh, there's Reggie. Cause and, um, I didn't. I never got to know Reggie. But you know what's really cool? And I think you. Might, I wonder if you agree with me. Susan's voice and Melissa's voices are so similar. <laughs> Aren't uh, they? No. Because when you a... first when you first came on the scene, Melissa, it helped me a lot. Because I really miss Susan. I missed Susan so badly, and you just became like it's like you just became like a new Susan almost. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you for certain. I can tell you for certain it's not Susan because I. I, I know. I no, her, no, 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 fully. Uh, I know it's not Susan, but their voices are similar. That you know, they're both just such cool chicks. It, it's not. I would feel the same way if you were gone. If Teresa was gone, now Reggie and Laura, Laura. You know, I just, I've really got. I just really like you guys. And I knew them yeah, for a couple know, uh, of years, and I, I just missed them. I, I just adored them. Joella would have me crying; she'd have me laughing so hard. It just, I just you, you know, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I don't know why 
Laura didn't call in tonight. Uh, Tim, he was too busy watching the Eagles lose to uh, the Buccaneers in <laughs> Thursday night football to even bother calling in, apparently. So. Look, yeah, Laura doesn't do Survivor, I don't think. No? Uh-uh. No, but she called oh. in a couple of times, though. For Survivor? Did she call for Survivor? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I, sure. I don't think so. I don't she called think in at least survivor. twice, I think. And huh. Evan, I think I think Evan is busy working because he has the late shift, so uh, we don't really hear much from him um, on podcasts that often anymore. Uh, unless, of course, if he has the occasional rare the uh, the rare uh, night off. But, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, who knows how much longer we're going to be doing these things because, I mean, hell, we've been going on, Jesus, about six years maybe that oh, we've been doing these stop. podcasts. Oh, I miss not talking with you guys. I, I enjoy Let it me so look, much. actually. Let me look. The first, The first podcast was in... 2016. Oh wow! Survivor would not feel right without Eddie. No. Which was yeah. for which, Eddie? We need you for was, Survivor. It just would not be uh, right. I'm not going anywhere. I love it. The first, the first one was for was for Big Brother Whispers. The game eight. My house was the was the theme of that season. That was the no, first I, I, official I think it was even we... earlier than that, Steve, cuz I remember I'm pretty sure I cuz I I think it was like longer cuz I feel like I might I might have been like uh I feel like I was either like 18 or 19, I want to say when I don't know. It's been so. Hmm. It's been a long time, regardless. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder so if they be... got rid of some of our shows then. Because no, I I think because like wasn't it like there was some on like uh like Daniel's uh Daniel's blog talk. So I yeah, think... he had his own show several years back before he joined you guys. He had his own show mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, because after, uh, after he had the falling out with Get Real, he did his own show for about a year or so. Well, I know I know he did. Uh, he co-hosted a couple of shows with me under the Whispers banner. Um, we had our own before Sports Whispers Weekly became what it is. Uh, we had done a podcast called Whispers of Wrestling which was a wrestling only podcast. And then eventually it switched over to sports, uh, to sports whispers weekly. Uh, then obviously, of course, we also did uh, big brother. Um, I think big brother 18 was the first one that we covered. Or... I mean, there used to be so many call-in shows for big brother and one by one, they've just all disappeared. 
Yeah, that's because that's that's probably because podcast. You know, everybody now listens to Rob has a podcast and everything. So, uh, but the fans love to know, be able to been, call in and then talk to you know their favorite players. You know, like Big Brother, you could call in and talk to them and get to know them that way. Every every player, pretty much, I would get to talk to. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Now they. Now they know they can make money doing it. So they're all going to Cameo, where you have to pay to talk to them. See, that stinks. It was so cool when they would just Uh call in and just talk to the fans. You know, like when JoJo called in, that type of a call, when she just called in just to say hi to the fans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That was so cool. That was so nice. And then you get to talk to them, and then you get – you know, the info of, you know, behind the scenes or how, what they were feeling and stuff like that. I mean, it was just, it's its fun. It's really cool to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a couple where, um, like, we had Savage on. Um, oh, God, there's a ton. Yeah, we, yeah, we've had a lot of survivors We had on. Coach. We had Coach. We oh, had, yeah, uh, I talked with Coach, yes. Uh-huh. We had uh, Albert. We had uh, Papa Bear also joined us. He's in Whispers. Um, mm-hmm. we, yeah, had, we, we had quite a few. We, we had quite a few, uh, quite a few survivors uh, call in for the, uh, the uh, Survivor Memories. Uh, podcast that we did during this whole uh, during the whole break that the COVID pandemic uh, mm-hmm. brought up brought upon us, yeah. and we also we Big, also had Big a talk Mike with, who was uh, on um, I think that was his name Big Mike or something that um, was on Survivor and he hosted he co-hosted a Survivor show on one of the blog shows. So a lot of other, you know, survivor players would call in and talk to, you know, to say hi to him and then just to chime in, you know, on what they thought of, you know, the the new season of Survivor at that time and, you know, stuff like that. And that's always fun, too, you know, to hear other players and what are they thinking about this year's players and their opinions. And that's always cool. But I, I miss those. Mm-hmm. I miss those shows. We also had Joe uh, join us as well, Joe Del Camp, um from Survivor Co. Ron joined us one night as well. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of these, a whole bunch of the uh, Memories podcasts that we did that uh, for fans that are, you know, that are in Whispers, we actually do have a document up in the files uh of all of the interviews that we that we have uh, that we have done with former survivor or big brother or even amazing race with hung and chi uh you know the many different interview podcasts that we've done um you can also of course listen to those on blogtalkradio.com/missyae uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music as well. And 
that you know who knows maybe we may go back to doing that um at some point I mean I on get know. real uh, you know that sh- the show that um that Daniel was doing before he started his own show we even got to know family members for heaven's sakes family members from Big Brother would call in and we get to know them it was crazy. Well, guys, it's going to mm-hmm. cut off in just about a minute and a half. I just want to say yeah, thank you for right. a great night. We Big hugs and lots yeah. of prayers to everybody. Yeah. Stay healthy. Nice yeah, stay healthy you. and, and safe, a... everyone. Have a great week. Good talking you to y'all. You too. Yeah, 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 it was a pleasure. Good night, guys. Thanks, Steve, for thank a wonderful you. evening. The ladies, it was always a pleasure to be with y'all. Thank you, yeah, Steve. Thank you to everybody. You uh, thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for calling in tonight. Uh, obviously, you know, join uh, join up with us tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, next week. Jim will probably be back, so I'm sure he'll probably have a lot to, to say about what we talked about tonight. Uh, sports fans, join me this Saturday night for Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. And uh, or a good rest of your week and a good weekend. And for Survivor fans, we will see you guys next Thursday night.